Hi guys, welcome to episode 4, part 1 of That DJ Podcast with me, Jake Colley, DJ, journalist and creator of Undiscovered Sounds, a platform for emerging electronic music artists. Check it out at undiscoveredsounds.com. I'm delighted to say I'm joined in this episode by Swark, a DJ and producer who signed to Dimitri Vegas and Light Mike's Smash Deep label, and that's a signing that's landed him a spot at this year's Tomorrowland. We talk about how he got into music, his first gig, the benefits of signing to a production course, and obviously much more. This was recorded in September, as Swark's native Switzerland was coming out of coronavirus restrictions, and that's where our chat starts. So, here we go. In Switzerland, it's bizarre because in Switzerland everything is open, but you need to have, you know, the, the COVID test or to be vaccinated. So with the, this famous, in Italy it's called Green Pass. I don't know if it's the same in the UK. Yeah, yeah. But uh, basically, if you have that, you can get in a, in a club, no no problem, no, no restrictions whatsoever. The point is like all the DJs that have, haven't been playing for like a year and a half, they're just like, running to this class even from italy they're just like coming to switzerland trying to play everywhere because in italy it's still not allowed to play uh, okay even though we have because matteo and i we have a, a music agency together even though like we have a few artists that actually are playing kind of underground clubs in, in some kind of shady parties <laughs> but i mean as long as they don't get called from me, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself and and how you got into to music. First of all, if that's all right. Okay. Uh, first of all, like Stuck is basically my last name reversed. Ah. My last my last name is Kraus. If you read it out the, the the other way, is Swark. So that was the that was the thing. And uh, okay. I, I come from, from Switzerland. I was born in Geneva and uh, I grew up in Lugano, where I'm living now, actually. And um, I actually, uh, I, I will just cut short and start speaking about actually music career that started in Zurich uh, when I was 18, 19. When I was 19. Um, in Zurich, uh, the, the university is it's, it's not huge, but there are like a pretty decent amount of students. And uh, there is there are like several uh, association of students, uh, and they 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 have these uh, parties every between three and six months always. And I became friends with the with the with the owners of the uh, the, of the association of students from Ticino. Ticino is the the area where I'm from. Okay, with the Italian speaking area of Switzerland, and uh, they have these crazy parties for example one is named okay um, um, is named free alcohol where basically people just pay 50 or 60 francs and they can drink everything they want for the whole night okay so they were basically filling tanks with like shitty vodka and just making like random moedos in tanks you know like 30 40 liters moedos okay that was the quality but it was actually quite fun because they were calling me like Lisa Alessandro, and because at that time I was just like playing for fun at home, you know. And we, I've seen that you have the DJ stuff at your place, but we would like to play. So yeah, why not? So listen, okay, we have this warehouse. We, we expect between two and three thousand people. So what should we get? The ten thousand watts uh, speakers or the twenty-four? 
I think we should go for a 24 watts. So those were the, the first gigs I was playing for like two, 3,000 people, which is crazy amount of power, oh, like wow. monodirectional, just like one way. We're not distributing this power, the power all over the place. Just like one way, 24 kilowatts of, of power. And, uh, and uh, I mean, it started like this. Then I moved to Milan after a couple of years. And, uh, you know, I was hanging out at the beginning. I was not really pushing myself. But then, you know, people uh, started to see pictures of me performing in front of these big crowds. And uh, PRs from, from the class were seeing that. And, uh, and then uh, they were asking me, listen, you should play another theme party, you know, and then the other one, then the other one, then the other one. Then I started to play for the, for the main clubs in, in Milan and I started to travel a little bit. And uh, whatever I could actually put my hands, uh, I was just like playing, playing, playing. And that's how it started. So t- t- tell me a bit more about that that first gig playing in front of two three thousand people for your first gig. That must have been quite a uh, dude, it was quite a an experience. Probably, probably, probably was a disaster. But I was just <laughs> super pumped, you know, just like yeah, I smashed it, you know, uh, because I I wasn't even playing the CDJs. I was playing with uh, uh, um, I don't remember the Beringer. Beringer had this like controller for a computer. Ah. which is like like this kind of this side uh, sorry you cannot see but we just we just like really small and i had the, the it was one of the first one controllers for um uh virtual dj so i performed with that one in front of this crowd so it was actually <laughs> quite funny if i think about it now i just i'm just uh, i'll just not do it <laughs> but you know you know when when you're young you just don't, just don't care you go for it so for for eighteen year old Swark, if if you were giving a message to him now, what would you say to to how they would go about getting their their first gig? What what tips would you say? I would say practice makes makes it perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was practicing, you know, but I was just like going for it. Um, but in the end, like the crowd, I think enjoyed it. I think at that time I was still playing and drinking. Uh, then uh, at some point, at a certain point, I just stopped. Uh, but yeah, at that time, yes, uh, I, I, I think they they enjoyed. I had a great time. I had a great time. <laughs> I had a great time. So, so what's the what's the scene like in in Switzerland then? Um, tell tell me a little bit about the the dance music scene in in Switzerland. I have to be honest. I, I didn't. I didn't really uh, play much in Switzerland. I had uh, Zurich. I played a while, and uh, in Saint Moritz, and then that's it. Those were the, the main spots where I actually played in Switzerland. Uh, in Lugano, I hanged out a lot, but um, it's not. It's not music scene. It just. Uh, it, it is just our discotheques more than clubs. Uh, you see very often here uh, DJs that are just like jukebox. They're performing just playing other people's music. They're not really playing their own songs. This is something that you see maybe in the major cities, for example, like uh, Zurich and other places where DJs, they can actually play what they make. Here, unless you have a big record or the, the crowd, you, 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 want to, you want to see the energy going down, you, you just don't do it because um, there is a very particular uh, way of on, on how um, people here perceive music. It's either a crazy success 
then they celebrate their artist or the support it's is, is not really there oh, you struggle okay. on that side hmm. I, I don't know how is it in, in the uk but here uh, i always um, had issues on, on on getting support from locals then you go for example in eastern europe and they just shout and they ask for for autographs and no matter what they just like your selection and and that's something I see more in, for example, in also North Europe. In Switzerland, it's 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 weird. It's weird. You have we have great musicians here, and uh, we host some of the best uh, uh, music festivals. For example, the Montreux one is it's famous for jazz and, and rock and and uh, but you know, Swiss musicians are a bit left on the side all the time. And uh, so you either be, become like a big success and then people just come and gather for you or you, you struggle to find you know, that, that, that um, those, those people that are very dedicated to you. And, and the same is reflected also in clubs where people just want to go there and have fun and they don't care about who's playing, who's not playing. They just want to have the hit record and uh, after another one and another, another one. And if, for example, the DJ pulls out a, a song, his song, they'll be just like, yeah, maybe sounds okay, but hey, let me have another vodka. They didn't <laughs> yeah. really pay attention too much on the music. Okay. Oh, okay. And that's how I, I struggle a lot. At a certain point, I just stopped playing because the same is, 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 is in Milan and Italy and where you're actually just a jukebox. You play all... I, I speak about the clubs that I was performing. So uh, uh, the, the posh... I was playing, performing a lot for posh clubs. Mm. Sorry, but it's not, not very, uh, um, let's say, politically correct, but I was playing for the Jessica Valley in Milan, Hollywood... The club, so these were all the places where people were would go there just to show off, not really to listen a particular style or any kind of music. Mm. And, uh, and and they want just hit records. They don't care who's playing. They don't care uh, if that that record is the DJs uh, and, and and so on. And I I decided to stop completely to perform, and I want to go back in the scene. But because people want to listen to my music and to my selection, to to because I want to set the mood, you know. And sometimes I, I was unable to because they wanted to listen Pitbull at the time, Pitbull, and then for Light, <laughs> and then uh, you no. Know, I mean, they are great artists, absolutely. They've been super successful, but after you no, know, um, <laughs> the fiftieth. Saturday that they ask you for Pitbull and for Ida. <laughs> Dude, like, chill. <laughs> so what, what are some of the, the gigs and, and festivals that you've done? What, what would you say were are your favorite favorite gigs or your favorite festivals that you've played? I, I had always a great time in Bulgaria. I have to be honest. I always had a great time in Bulgaria because um, People there, that's what I was saying. They, they really wanted to listen to my music. And I felt always very welcome and very, you know, they, 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 they spoil you a little bit. And I, I, I always, for example, I performed like several times in this club named um, Happy End in Bansko. 
which is like a crazy big um, lodge. I think it's a lodge. Okay. Yeah, a mountain mountain house. Okay, yeah. Okay, but it's it's a club on two floors. Uh, it's a crazy big lodge, and it has like dancers in cages. You know, it just, it's it's very nice, very nice. And uh, and uh, I, I always had a great time there. I played several times and was uh, was fun. It was very fun, very much fun. So who would you say is the, the biggest DJ you, you've played alongside, kind of on the warm-up um, list for, would you say? Uh, uh, <laughs> the, the, the best? The best DJ or what do you mean? Yeah, the be- probably the best the best DJ or, or the biggest name probably. Um, well, I played with, okay, the, the best night I've ever played uh, had with another DJ quite famous is the DJ Q. He's the okay. DJ for uh, Barbara Tucker. Uh, Barbara Tucker is uh, the queen of house music mm. and she tours always with the DJ Q. And we became very good friends and we had a crazy night in Cannes uh, during Midem, which is a, a conference for publishers, uh, is a business to business conference in, uh, in Cannes. And uh, we performed in this uh, this pitch club named named Annex, and we had such a good night. We just played old school house music records, and we're just like trying to pull out the craziest record. And the other one will be like, "What? What is this? You have to give it to me." <laughs> and the whole night was like this, and we had such a good night. That was that was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, I, it was one of my favorites. Every time we we see each other, we just like uh, we just go back in memory to that, to that night because it's, it's, it's so good so tell tell us about i was reading through your bio before tell us about your, your granddad and kind of how he influences you and in your your musical journey ah yes uh like my, my my grandfather uh Raffaele, uh is uh, was my uh, mother's father and uh, he was a, an orchestra director who uh, basically toured the world with, or- with uh, his orchestra in the 50s and uh, 60s. My mother, she was born and she was, uh, she was born touring around the world. Oh. So that's, uh, that was my, uh, my mom's uh, you know, childhood. And uh, then, you know, he settled in, uh, in Lugano just because uh, his, uh, my, my mom's mother had two other kids and, um, and they were staying here and were uh, at school in Lugano. So he said, you know what, let's settle in Lugano and I'm gonna work from there. So he worked for the radio he, and, and uh, you know, I grew up with him uh, uh, teaching me to play piano. And uh, I don't know who is in English, but solfeggio, when you just like count the rhythm, you know, one, two, three, A, B, C, D. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's called solfeggio in Italian. Wait a second, I have to translate it because... Uh, um... You could maybe call it musical theory, maybe. Musical theory, I guess. Uh, so, sorry, now I have to find out what it, how, how <laughs> no, it's called. Because I lived in London, but I never had to say solfeggio. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's also solfeggio in English. Okay. okay. There you go. <laughs> Learn something every day. Uh, f- funny enough. And, um, <laughs> which is like musical theory, yeah, really boring, but... Uh, I had this strong connection where I would, I would just go to my grandparents' house. I would just music. Uh, he was uh, teaching us uh, 
piano and music theory and then we're just having like dinners and laughs and but was a very fun guy he's a very fun man and uh very proper very you know gentleman I was, I was just going to say do you do you use that that's that kind of musical theory in in your production now do you, do you play the play your own piano and, and stuff like that for for your own productions um, I have to be honest, I was always very, very happy to learn how to play a song. But in music theory, I was not starting at all. <laughs> I believe that something passed, something passed anyway. I just, I, I, just, I just work along with this instinct, you know. I feel like, for example, I play, but I, I don't know what I'm doing. But I know that I have to do it this way. It's the same when, when you learn language by speaking it. You know? You're not learning how the grammar is actually working. You just say, what do you know? Uh, you just say things in the way you know. Uh, I don't know if you get it. I think you For kind example, of... After, after a chord, to give like a certain vibe, a certain idea to the, to the listener, after I have to play that other chord in that key. So I have my, my way of actually doing things. And, but even though, I, 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 yes, I know this is a major, this is like a F minor, blah, blah. But then why I play that one, I don't know. And uh, I think that the, the music just, when, you, when you're a kid, music just like influences your brain somehow. And then you get this musicality. And, and that's how you, you you move forward. So how how did you learn how did you learn how to to produce then what how, what were the processes you went through to, to get to where you are today? Uh, I I had a, I was in a duo for a, for a, for a short period, and the, the other guy was very good at producing. So that's how I got introduced into the production of music, and uh, then after I decided to move to London. Uh, for personal reasons and uh, and then there was like this course in uh, the Point Blank Academy where they were doing sound design and uh, and uh, music production and uh, music business music business was very very important and I really appreciated a lot um, that course and I was taking you know courses here and there and then the music business like very seriously and um, I think that helped a lot to give actually a structure on how to mix and how to process the sound more than actually how to compose. Because that, uh, unfortunately and luckily, that's as important as the music, musical idea, how to put it down and how to make it sound the way you want. And uh, yeah, that, that academy helped me a lot. So would you would you recommend um, a kind of a course or, or an academy for, for DJs that, that are trying to break through? Would you recommend Absolutely. that? Absolutely. More, more than that, a uh, mentor. I, then you, have, you, you need like that course to actually start, to kickstart you. Then you need a mentor, a person that knows the job, but that actually uh, gives you feedbacks. And then you just have to spend a lot of time just being in the studio, trying and getting feedbacks and then working on it. And, you know, in the end, you, you find your way through. 
there is no academy, I believe, that actually grants you a um, your that at the end of the course of the academy, you're capable to actually produce a song and being um, market competitive. Because that's how it is. You have to be competitive on, on ideas, on production. I wouldn't focus much on mix and mastering because that's something you can actually outsource. If you have a little bit of money, not much. You can actually ask somebody else to actually uh, mix and master that. And I, I always advise to actually send your song to someone, to a professional to actually take taking care of the technical part. But you have to deliver to these people anyway, a product that is like uh, workable, that has an idea, a solid idea on it. And uh, you get that on feed, with feedbacks a lot. If the academy actually starts giving you feedbacks and you approach the academy with already a, a minimum background of on, on production, so you actually, stayed in front of the computer for weekends, <laughs> you know, instead of going out, you're just in front of the computer trying to figure out the production thing. Uh, I think that's the best because maybe then the, the teachers can actually giving you those feedbacks and telling you, yes, this sounds, this is great, but sounds shit. Yeah. <laughs> you have to fix that. No, <laughs> the panning is wrong. This is like, I don't know, this idea is, is nonsense. See, it's too chaotic, too many, too many tones and and too many notes, and and uh, just very. At the beginning, it's brutal. And producers, I feel that they they grow with disappointments. Unfortunately, it's like this because uh, no and a, a very place and good no motivated can make you grow more than um, all your parents saying that what you've done is amazing. How and, uh, Sorry, carry on. No. I was just going to say, how, how long did you, did you spend um, producing music before you, you got to a point where you, you were happy with a, with a song that you'd made and you thought, I've, I've really reached a point where I'm actually putting out songs that, that I'm proud of? Huh. I'm not satisfied in, in now neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, you know, because you get so many no's and you just you just don't doubt your capabilities, but you're you understand. I think the key is understanding that there is always room for improvement. If you make an amazing song, yeah, but that snare sounds like ah. Uh, <laughs> it could be a better one, you know. The, the, you just have to learn how to when to stop, and to say, okay, it's good enough. And then you ask someone else's opinion, and if they say it's great, then it's good. So how much how much time do you spend on on a song if there is kind of a a set amount of time? I take it it varies, but on, on average, it, it it depends a lot. Depends a lot. For example, uh, pop music is the is the is the is the music where I spend most of my time, because it's it's all about finding the right the right fitting. You know, it's, it's like a puzzle. Everything has to fit perfectly in order to make sense. And um, in, in pop music, uh, 
a friend of mine from Los Angeles, uh, one of my authors, uh, Kitty DiCicco, she always says the same thing, but I, I believe it's right. she's right. Less is more. So in pop music, less is more. But because it's less, everything has to be just like there, in the right moment, in the right way. And that's just super time consuming, you know, because it's all about making the song, then listening, letting the song staying there maybe for a couple of days and listening to with the fresh ear. And then just, okay, you have to adjust this. This is not right. You can fix that. And, and then it's a process that is, it takes a lot of time because you have to clean your ears. And after a while, you just get in that um, rabbit hole. And uh, if you don't stop, you risk to just destroy the whole record. So it's, it's more about, you know, working two, three hours, then you leave it. And then after two days, you just pick it again. And you have to be, you have to have time, of course. If you're if you in pressure, you have to finish the song. Okay. But uh, dance music, it's, um, it's a bit more um, instinctive, you know, the way you just, you just uh, write it, the way you, you put it down, it's, it's very, it's, I think it's very fast because it's about loops. So you have the main ideas, you create the loop with all the ideas, and then you just like spread it across the whole song. And then it's all about, you know, refining it with effects, uh, with automations, and then it's all about making it sound right. And, and then, then it's done. Thanks for listening to that DJ podcast. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate if you left a rating and subscribed. I've recently launched the DJ Tips Facebook group. It's a community of DJs where we share tips, tricks and advice. I'll also use it to keep you up to date with the podcast and give you the chance to put forward any questions you'd like me to ask future guests. It'd be great if you could join us. Search DJ Tips on Facebook. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.